The Believer's Walk of Faith is paid for by Bill Winston Ministries partners and viewers. Welcome to the Believer's Walk of Faith, empowering believers through teaching, preaching, and demonstration of the uncompromised Word of God to fulfill their highest calling and change this world through Jesus Christ. To glorify God in all we do. To train up and send out believers. To cover the whole earth with the knowledge of the Lord. Welcome to the Believer's Walk of Faith. Well, praise the Lord. This is Bill Winston. Welcome to another program. The program that you're watching is called The Believer's Walk of Faith, where we walk by faith and not by sight. We have another exciting teaching for you today. We're teaching on the day of His power. The day of His power. Now, this is a part of the series that we've been teaching on called Manifesting the Sons of God. You remember the book of Acts, Acts chapter 1-8. Jesus tells His disciples that ye shall receive power... After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Now, this power is this miracle working power. And remember when the children of Israel down in Egypt in slavery for over 400 years, remember God had to display power before total release came in their lives. Now, this is the day of his power. Let's get your Bibles and pencils and papers ready. Get ready to make some good notes now. Let's go into it. It's called the day of his power. All right, in Colossians chapter 2, he said here in verse 12, Buried with him in baptism, wherein also ye were risen with him through the faith of the operation of God, who hath raised him from the dead. And you, being dead in your sins and in the uncircumcision of your flesh, have he quickened together with him, having forgiven you, all trespasses, blotting out the handwriting of the ordinances that was against us, which was contrary to us, and took it out of the way, nailing it to the cross. Now, you know what he means there, right? He means that here was the handwriting. It was on the note. What is he talking about? A debt note. You owe somebody. Now, what Jesus did is blot out your handwriting. What he did is he paid the debt. So now you no longer owe anybody anything. Got it? And what happened in the old Jewish community in that time, they would take a receipt that they're debt-free and tack it on the outside of the business so that people who came by would see that they're people of integrity and that they owe no man nothing. You got it? All right. Now, the next verse is what I want you to see. And having spoiled principalities and powers and made a show, glory to God, of them what? Openly triumphing over them. Mm. See? Triumphing over them in it. Jesus... Satan thought he had him when he put him on the cross. But what he didn't know is that he had played right into the father's hands. So now they hung him up there and he made it so the high priest put him up there. 
which is the high priest, is supposed to put up the sacrifice. And Jesus was the Lamb of God. So Satan thought he was smart, but God used Satan's smarts to play right into his hand. Now, here is Jesus, and he said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And he, the inscription was written, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Here lies, here is the King of the Jews. So now, as he was, uh, he gave his life, they didn't kill him, he gave his life. He hung his head and died and went to hell and paid the price for all humanity three days and three nights. So once he did that, and the, the, the sins of mankind were, the price had been paid, now God raised him up. Now notice what Jesus said, he released words. He said, I'm gonna die, be crucified, and I'm gonna be dead three days. But after three days, I'm coming up. Notice now, he died in faith, knowing that in three days, the Father is going to raise him up. So what did he do? He gave his life, died, and went to hell. Now, if you go in the book of Psalms, you'll see where he was tormented in hell. The bulls of Bashan, and, and, and I think in Psalms 22 and all of that, how he was tormented. But after three days... The Father raised him up by the power of the Holy Ghost. It's called resurrection power. And it the most powerful thing in this earth raised him up and he was the first man born from death to life. Adam was the first man born from life to death. So Jesus had to die to go into death's door and get mankind and bring him out of there and bring him on up to glory. Say amen to them. So now when he did that, after he came out and he was a resurrected Christ, he then defeated the devil in open combat. He took him on and defeated him. Though he, when he defeated him, he got back his, his, his authority of mankind, but he got back all the wealth that Satan had amassed in that place where he showed Jesus up on the mount that, are you following what I'm saying? So Jesus stripped him. Spoil means to strip. He took back every thing, every bit of wealth, every person, every authority that the devil had stolen. He took it all back. Once he took it back, he led captivity captive and led them on up to glory. Are you with me? Now over in Hebrews chapter 12, it says there's a cloud of witnesses there. There are people that are there that have gone on beyond you that now can see what's going on down here. Now, what, why am I trying to tell you that? I'm saying that because Adam, because of sin, split heaven and earth. But it wasn't originally split as far as Adam is concerned. 
What I'm telling you is that you are just as much in heaven as you are on the earth. I've got to say it again. You, you are just, see, in the spirit, there is no time. The thing that God's people have to have is their mind renewed because they think they're more natural than they are spirit. But that's wrong. You are more spirit than you are natural. The Bible says you are seated there together with him now in heavenly places. Not when you get there. Well, I'm trying to make heaven my home. You're already seated there with him. Now, the thing of it is, is we hadn't been able to see that because our minds have been blinded by the enemy of this world. And so now we need a brainwashing with the word of God. And we need to get our eyes open again. And the apostle Paul said it like this. While we look not at the things that are seen, but at the things that are not seen. So what I'm telling you is that Jesus got all the wealth back. He got all the wealth back, and when the disciples were up on the mount worshiping Jesus, what Jesus showed them was something, and it said that some doubted. Well, the first thing people will say is, I know what he doubted. They doubted whether he was the resurrected Christ. Wrong. Turn to John chapter 20, please. They didn't doubt whether he was Christ. They doubted what they saw with the wealth. I'm going to help you because if you can see what God has for you, your days of being broke are over. Do you hear what I'm saying? See, he showed Jesus all of it, but Jesus got it back, but he didn't get it back for him. We are joint heirs with him. Whatever he got, we got. He got righteous, we got righteous. He got the name, he gave us the name. He got wisdom, we got wisdom. Whatever he got, we're seated together with him, and we got what he got. Well, part of what he got was all the wealth that was amassed for the centuries that the enemy had been hoarding up that he had ripped off from humanity. Jesus got it back. But he didn't get it back for him. He got it back for him. You gotta see this man. Are y'all with me so far? Now remember what he said over in Matthew chapter 28. But some doubted. And the people would say, well, what they doubted was whether that was Jesus. Let me show you where he dealt with that. So that scripture is not about that. It's about what they saw. They saw wealth that you cannot imagine with your wildest imagination. They saw wealth that was unprecedented. They saw wealth that was a phenomenon. They saw wealth that if you could just count, you couldn't count it all. That's how much wealth God has laid up for his family. Not so we can just say how wealthy we are, but when we go to preach, 
they sow the wealth and the wealth for you go. The wealth, the wealth is for you to go. Let me help you again. The wealth is for you to go. You're not going out there asking for a handout. You're going out there building houses. You're going out there buying food. You're going out there putting up water plants. Are y'all with me? If you get a hold of this, you're about to see more millionaires and billionaires even in the children's church. See, it's what you see. The enemy has done a good job of trying, and I'm not giving him any propers now, but he has done a tremendous job of keeping the church ignorant. Ignorant. Just coming in, stumbling in, getting some words, you know, coming out, praise the Lord, kicking over a few chairs, and then going out. No, 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 honey, that ain't what it's all about. What it's all about is you coming in, getting teachings to find out who you are, to find out what you have, to find out what it is for you to do, to find, you, you follow what I'm saying? And it's all a revelation. If you didn't get from God who you are, you don't know who you are. Because you can't get it from the classroom. You can't get it from Big Mama. You can't get it from your neighbors. You can't get it from your peers. The only place you can get who you are it from is God. God knows who you are. Are y'all with me? And the enemy had done a job on our potential. What did I tell you to turn now? John chapter 20. Before I read John chapter 20, let me just say something about your potential. Because I got a feeling you don't know who you are. Your potential. What is potential? Your potential is hidden abilities. It's something built into you. If I have an acorn in my hand, it's all built in. All I have to do is put it in the right environment and something happens. Every, every branch, every leaf, every fruit is already in that little acorn. I'm telling you, God loaded you up and then puts you in this world. And you need the right environment. But let's talk about potential. Because potential says anything may be possible. Potential is something that is possible opposed to that which is actual. Potential is capable of being or becoming. Potential is a latent excellence of ability that may not be developed at this point. I'm saying there's something in you that the devil don't want you to discover that is in you right now. So what happens? Potential must be exercised to be fulfilled. You see, a demand must be placed on potential or 
it must be a pressure. It must be a demand for it to be released. This is a principle. That's why the military has a slogan, be all that you can be. In other words, if you come in here, we're going to make you man up. We're going to make you grow up to what you are supposed to be. Now, unless demand is made on that potential, you're going to find that you will die with that potential. Potential just doesn't ooze out. It just doesn't come out. In other words, it's got to be challenged and brought out. So in that Judges chapter 6, here was a man and an angel came to a man named Gideon. He said, hello, my mighty man of valor. Gideon looked around and said, who, me? He said, wait a minute, you don't know who I am. I'm the least in my father's house. I'm the poorest in my tribe. I'm here to tell you, I don't care who you are. There is potential in you if you've been born again. Because the Bible says we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God has before ordained that we should walk in them. So what I'm talking about is this. That was Gideon. But here Gideon went out and Gideon uh, was going to set Israel free. And because of his own image of how he saw himself, he selected 33,000 or so uh, soldiers to go fight the battle. But no, no. God says, you got too many for me. And so what he said, go down there and tell him what you're going to do and tell him uh, the mama want to see him or whatever. And no, he didn't tell him that. But he said, tell him what you're going to do and they're going to want to go home. He said he went and told them and true enough, all of them left except 10,000. Gideon thinking, that's a good number because we're outnumbered with that. They've got, the enemy has thousands of people. But he said, Gideon, you still got too many for me. You see, your potential is God. That's a revelation to you, man. You, you, you see, see, you are an extension of his hand. Say amen to that. See, that's why I tell people, if you're working with something and you can't seem to get it to straighten out, then step back off and speak to it. See, once you do that, you release invisible forces. So now, Gideon got down to 300 people, 300 men, went, fought the battle, and slaughtered them. God gave him a strategy. Who was another one? David. Here's David, come to the front line, 17-year-old boy. Man said to David, said, wait a minute. Said, wait a minute, now hold it. You're trying to tell me you want to fight this big guy, Goliath? He said, yeah, I killed a lion with my bare hands. Kill a bear. I'm talking about with my bare hands. Said, I can take this big guy. He said, well, hang my, he take my armor. You see, it's not about how much education you got. Now, I'm saying thank God for education, but that's the intellect that at some point has got to stop. I'm saying when I say that, I mean you're going to be moving much beyond what you ever thought about you can do. Say amen to this. 
See, what you've tried to do, Lord have mercy. What can I say? You need to give your ability a responsibility. Here was Peter in the boat and Jesus came walking on the water and Peter said, wait a minute. Ho, ho, hold up there. He's walking on the water. I saw him. He was sitting with us eating a while ago. He's a man just like I am. He said, wait a minute. If it be you, bid me to come to you on the water. And Jesus said, what? Come. Peter got out of the boat, walked on the water to go to Jesus. I'm telling you, you can put a demand on your own ability. Remember now, unless a demand is made on it, you'll die with it. You have got to expect more from yourself than the accomplishments that are easily within your reach. You have got to say, I decide I'm going to do something that I've never done before. You've got to make that decision. You've got to be faithful and a steward over the potential that's already locked up inside of you. I'm saying potential is determined by the one who made you. He knows what your potential is. Your social environment doesn't know what your potential is. Your culture, your educators, they don't know what your potential is. Your potential has been set by God. And your potential is virtually limitless. I'm telling you, your potential is open-ended. It virtually even has no limits to it. So I'm saying your true ability cannot be measured. Don't try to put it on an IQ test because your true ability cannot be measured on that. It's time for you to go beyond the limitations that your peers and your friends and those who don't even know you have set for you. It's time to go beyond your your failures and your fears. It's time for you to rise up and say, I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. It's time for you to be capable of becoming what you have been made to be. Your potential is still locked up inside of you. Now get up and get moving in the name of Jesus and let God use you and bring you into a place of the manifestation of the sons of God. That's where the devil does not want you. He does not want you to go outside of what you're familiar with, what you feel comfortable with, your comfort zone, what other folks have done, what other folks around you say you're going to be, and so forth. He doesn't want you to go beyond that. I got news for you. Before I started a bank, I didn't know what a bank looked to even get started, but God said, start a bank. I didn't question my intellect. I went to the spirit of the living God. He knows what I can do. He knows the potential that is in me. God said, buy this mall. I didn't know nothing about them all, but I do know the God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, that I'm connected to Him. He is my source. He is my deliverer. He tells me who I am. Praise the Lord. I trust that you enjoyed that teaching. Now, uh, here's what's happening here, is that the power of God is now being manifested through the church, meaning that we're just not teaching and preaching the Word anymore. We, we are going to demonstrate that Word, because 
it's that signs and wonders and miracles and the power of God that makes the enemy submit. The, the enemy, I mean, the, there's a lot of people talking about what will happen in, 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 in speaking or preaching something. It might be from either other religions. But the thing that distinguishes Christianity is that it comes with power. And the Bible says over in 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 20, that the kingdom of God is not in word, but in power. It's in demonstration. I used to have on my business cards when I first started in the ministry that my speech and my preaching are not in the enticing words of man's wisdom, but in the demonstration of the spirit and of power, that your faith will not rest in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. You see, one demonstration is worth 10,000 sermons. It's amazing how many souls you can get saved in mass if you demonstrate the power of God. So I'm just saying this, that now is a day of his power. This is a powerful teaching. Address and phone number on your screen. I want you to consider ordering it right now. I think it will be a blessing to you. Not only that, but what it'll do to help bring us back into a, a mindset of how the church should always be, how the church should be operating, even from the beginning or inception of the church in the book of Acts. And signs and wonders and miracles, healing and deliverance and so forth. I mean, Satan was put underfoot. The Bible says Jesus is going to be seated at the right hand of the Father until we make his enemies our footstool. The Satan is not going to move without some power. So it's time for God's power in the church. This is the day of his power. Praise God. Well, this is Bill Winston. That's all we have for this time. We'll see you next time. Until then, keep walking by faith. Just like there is a set time for a season in nature, there is also a set time for God to demonstrate the fullness of His power and might on behalf of His children. And the good news is that this set time is now. This is the time, the set time of the favor of God in your life. And you are not going to miss it. Whatever has been standing in the way of your progress, your success, your prosperity is going to be dealt with starting today. In this scripture-rich teaching by Dr. Bill Winston, you'll be transformed with power to command your inheritance that comes in proportion to knowing in your heart who you are as the sons and daughters of the Almighty Father. If you didn't get from God who you are, you don't know who you are. Because you can't get it from the classroom. You can't get it from Big Mama. You can't get it from your neighbors. You can't get it from your peers. The only place you can get who you are is from is God. God knows who you are. Order today. The day of his power, receiving your inheritance, and Dr. Bill Winston will reveal why receiving our inheritance will always be in direct proportion to the image of our new identity. Why power is released when we fully understand that we are one with Christ and Christ is one in God. Why the enemy cannot stop this type of power. Why our true identity and our divinity in Christ has no limits for the church. He knows what I can do. He knows the potential that is in me. God said, buy this mall. I didn't know nothing about them all, but I do know the God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, that I'm connected to Him. He is my source. He is my deliverer. He tells me who I am. 
to order your copy of The Day of His Power, Receiving Your Inheritance, simply write to Bill Winston Ministries, P.O. Box 947, Oak Park, Illinois, 60303, by bank card at 1-800-711-9327, or online at www.billwinston.org. This timely teaching series will help you rise up in the day of God's power to rule and reign with Him. Order this life-changing series today. Pastor Bill Winston personally invites you to Living Word Christian Center, located at 7600 West Roosevelt Road in Forest Park, Illinois. Our Sunday services are at 7, 9, or 11.15 a.m. with a midweek Bible study Wednesday at 6.30 p.m. For more information, please call 708-697-5000. The Believer's Walk of Faith is paid for by Bill Winston Ministries partners and viewers.